Hey everyone, welcome back to Common Ground North Dakota podcast. We just finished a conversation with sugar beet farmer Scott Krogstead. Yes, from Hatton, North Dakota. Yes, your old neighbor. I know. (laughs) I mean, it's a small world, folks. It is, but we learned so much. This was a good episode. It was. It was fun to learn about all that it takes to, to grow the sugar beets to then produce sugar that we can use. It's a year round job, right? Right. Absolutely. Hey, welcome back to the Common Ground North Dakota podcast. I'm Heather. And I'm Jen. I've been a chef for 10 years. And I'm a registered dietitian. We've all heard the saying, farm to table. But what if the conversation was table to farm? Join Jen and I as we sit down with ag experts to dig in and find out more about North Dakota agriculture. So I'm excited to welcome Scott Krogstead to our show to educate us on all things sugar beets. Sugar beets. Thanks for coming, Scott. Welcome to the studio. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. So we have lots of questions. And first, Heather. Yes. I'd like to point out the irony in having a dietitian interview a sugar beet farmer. Right. I mean, it's kind of funny. <laughs> Don't be nervous. Kind of funny. Don't worry. I won't like... Talk You're not going to let them have about it? Nutrition. No. Okay. No, a lot of people think that, like, sugar is bad, sugar, you know. But it can be a part of your diet. and Actually, yes, yeah. because in working with athletes, we use sugar a lot. You think of chocolate milk. Chocolate milk after like a workout. A, yes. Yeah. Quick energy is, like, super important when, okay. when we're working with athletes. So it, it's a part of everybody's diet. That's a great way to look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so sugar beets, I feel like I see them. Right. Like mm-hmm. when the trucks are rolling down the street and then you see one on the ground, it's like a sugar beet in the wild. I mean, that's so exciting. So mm-hmm. I see that happening and then I buy my bag of crystal sugar and bring it home. But what happens in between, Scott? Like right. where w- between the trucks? I mean, how does it like yeah. it doesn't even look like what's going on? That. Can you <laughs> can you help us? We have a lot. It's of not questions. very glamorous. It is. <laughs> uh, no, first, it's... maybe tell us a little bit about your story and then yes. we can get there. Sure. Yeah, I grew up, grew up on a farm in Hatton. Hatton, okay. North Dakota. Uh, family farm, been, been around for generations. There's a the section that we have our main farm at. There was a sod house, okay. the original oh, crops. Oh, wow. So, and that story's pretty common in farms. But anyhow, I've cool. been around for a long time. I worked uh, off the farm in ag retail for about 11 years and then came back to the farm and yeah. So did you know you'd eventually come back to farming or you weren't sure? I I think it was always something I wanted to do, but mm-hmm. you know, okay. the op- opportunity to be there. When I graduated from college, mm-hmm. there was, um, it was my dad and two of his brothers were farming. Okay. And I had a cousin and a, and my brother were all farming. So oh, wow. Kind of a full house. Are, yeah. Okay. So I knew when I got my degree that I was going to have to find something. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That I was happy doing. And once you get in that, realm and you're going yeah. down that path that's kind of where you stick with it's like well i like this and i'm yeah. happy and but the opportunity came up for me to come back to the farm and i was more you're than happy to, to do it yeah and, okay yeah. fine so, and that's kind of evolved from there but cool so yeah. planning going into sugar beets right like so when do you know that you're gonna or do you already know like what i guess uh acres is that what we yeah so every year is it kind of the same game plan for you yeah so we grow sugar beets for a company called american crystal sugar and it's 
farmer owned. The farmers own the company. Okay. Oh, but did not know that. Nope. You, you're allowed to grow. The company tells you ahead of time, like in March, they'll tell us you're allowed to grow this many acres based on the shares that you own. Okay. Um, and that changes a little bit, but it's it's pretty consistent. Okay. So, so do grow- you ever up your shares or is that a thing? Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's always a possibility if if someone's willing to sell their shares. Okay. You're willing to buy, then oh, obviously you have to come. You have to wait till someone sells to buy. So there's yeah. only okay. certain number. See, here we are again in this business side of farming yeah. that is so interesting. To so like for sure, I can grow as much wheat next year as I want, yeah. or as much corn as I want. Yeah, but, but sugar... the sugar beets is it's a closed co-op. Okay, is the okay. term used that you can't just start Grow growing sugar. beets just because you want to. You so to when did your family shares. get in with yeah. crystal sugar? We started growing. I was in high school when we started growing them. It was okay. one of the one of those deals we weren't growing beets at the time. Uh-huh. You have to have the right land. Mm-hmm. Obviously, okay. it's a very labor intensive crop. Uh-huh. So you have to be prepared for yeah. all that. Yeah. A lot of extra equipment, specialized equipment. Right? It's a commitment. So it's like you have a combine that harvests your wheat and soybeans and corn uh-huh. and how many other crops, but right. sugar beets, you have a topper, a harvester, specialized seeding equipment. Oh, wow. So you have so to invest in all that equipment. So when you're making that jump, you have uh-huh. to do that. And in the 90s, we had a number of years in our area, and it was all over North Dakota for that matter. Wheat just became a crop that was not profitable. People mm-hmm. were quitting farming. Yep. Uh, it just wasn't a profitable crop. Mm-hmm. Disease was rampant. And okay. Everybody was looking for a different crop to Something grow to, to try and uh-huh. stay okay. afloat. We're in an area where sugar beets can be grown. We just weren't on our farm at the okay. time. So we started, decided to make that jump, or my dad and his brothers did. Okay. And it was... Best decision they probably ever made. Oh, yeah. that's great. Because now what percentage of what you grow is sugar beets? Uh, it's about 20% of our farm is sugar beets. Okay. So you're yep. still doing some wheat? Yep. Okay. okay. We still grow wheat, spring wheat. Okay. Sugar beets, corn, soybeans, uh, edible beans. Okay. Sometimes some barley. All right. So Yeah, how, a lot of different crops. How many sugar beet farmers are there, do you know, in North Dakota? Like approximately? Just in North Dakota? I don't uh-huh. Maybe a thousand? I don't know. Okay. Hmm. Okay. That's significant. Yeah. yeah. And like, do you have to be near the plants that yeah. make the sugar? Gotta, so how does that all work? Are you in charge of, well, you're in charge of growing them, yeah. but then are you in charge of transporting them all to crystal sugar? Is that part of the deal? Yeah. So there's, long story short, there's mm-hmm. five factories up and down the Red River Valley. Okay. Most of the beets that we grow end up mm-hmm. at the Hillsboro factory, mm-hmm. which from our farm is 35 miles. Okay. So then- each factory has receiving stations, they're called. Okay. So it's a yep. piling site that might be mm-hmm. 5, 10, maybe 20 miles from the factory. And if you're close to one of those, you, you're contracted to deliver to one of the receiving yeah. stations. And, okay. And so then throughout like, the winter months, like right now, yeah. uh, an outside company is hired to transport the beets from the receiving stations to okay. the factories. Okay. So, that so goes that's on why for we months. see them sometimes in the mm-hmm. winter. I wonder, I'm like, why, where what are, are they these coming from? <laughs> There's yep. snow on the ground. So that's why they're transporting them. They're getting them to, to the, the main factory. factory. Okay. Makes oh. sense. So these sugar beets, like, can I bring a sugar beet home and peel it, right? dice it, and roast it? Is that a thing, Scott? Well, Would that be delicious? And have you done that? <laughs> I have not. Okay. Not recommended? <laughs> I sample them out in the field once in a while. Oh, what do really? they taste like? Is it like jicama? What's it like? Starchy potatoes? Yeah, what's it? They taste like sugar. They taste like really? sugar. So Especially- sweet? Later in the fall, you know, okay. they accumulate sugar over time. Yeah. So the later in the year fall that would you- would be the best time to like- If you dare bite into one. 
I mean, it's, maybe we should. I kind of want to. <laughs> they have so, kind of an aftertaste, so I'd oh. say it's, it's not recommended, but uh, they are sweet. They are oh. sweet. So, so what? So you said like it accumulates. Wash the dirt off first, maybe. Oh, well, maybe. Yeah, sure. A little but bit of advice. That's good for us too, right? Yeah. Doing a little bit of immunity. Minerals. Yeah. And, okay. Builds immunity. I don't know if that's actually a fact, so please don't take that as a. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Um, so you said a, a sugar beet accumulates sugar. So are there things that affect the sugar content of the sugar beet? Is it dependent on moisture? Is it like how hot it gets or like the temperature? Yeah, that's that's a huge part of it. So every growing season is different. Okay. Um, on average, we end up harvesting beets at the end of the year that are 18% sugar. Okay. So that's what the company is going to try and extract now when okay. we're processing them. Try so to get you, every you, bit of that 18% that you possibly can. So okay. do you test them when they're in the ground to see where their sugar content's at? Yep. So during a time period called pre-pile, so okay. it's, they try to get the factories going about the middle of August okay. to lengthen out the time and make the factories more efficient. Mm-hmm. So they start middle of August and Obviously, the sugar isn't real high at that point. Yeah. But um, moisture, so the wetter it is, uh-huh. basically what the beet root, the beet, uh-huh. we talked about that as a root crop, uh-huh. the sugar content goes up throughout okay. the year. But the more moisture you have, the more diluted. So the beet oh. will suck up water. Oh, so it cuts the sugar content. That yeah. makes sense. So if so it's a drier fall, then... Yeah. The beets have higher sugar content. If it's a wetter fall, then the sugar content's a little lower. And obviously time, the earlier we yeah. get them planted, the more time the beets are given to so accumulate so sugar. So many things. It's a lot that, of variables. But okay. On average, we end up with about 18%, 18%. sugar. 18%. Yep. Huh. So sugar beets, I'm, there's so much like to it. Like you need the special equipment and they don't like a lot of moisture, but not too much. Uh, the temperature and you talked about like pre-pile and like this time, like they're really high maintenance. They sound finicky to me. I mean, not to be rude to the sugar beets. They're like the Chanel to my target. (laughs) But, but you want to grow them because they're profitable. Is that, is that the reason? Yeah, they're, I think there's lots of reason to grow sugar beets. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a lot of extra work compared to growing other crops so mm-hmm. it has to be profitable and it right. and it has been it's mm-hmm. been fairly consistent over time okay but another thing the beets are good for what they've helped on our uh-huh. farm some of our poorer ground that isn't drained as well okay um the salts are higher and yeah. all kinds of different things but they remove a lot of water so i say they're a poor man's drain tile oh so they if you have some wetter ground that isn't growing other crops very well yeah we found over time if you grow sugar beets in your rotation that they actually improve the the poorer soils on our oh, farm. Nice. That's, that's super interesting. So. so then you can plant something else there once the sugar beets kind of fix the soil? Yep. Okay. Yep. That's really neat. I had no idea. Soil health, I've learned, is a big deal. Right. Yes. Like mineral yes. content. Mm-hmm. What else did we learn? Minerals. Um, like well, moisture. And, and the rotation. Drainage, Are the you, rotation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So like 90 I think it's at least 95% of the sugar beet acres are planted following wheat. Okay. Wheat is predominant. And there's lots of reasons. We won't get into all of them, but okay. why wheat as the crop prior to the sugar beet crop is okay. is important, but for disease control and yeah. Wow. Really cool. Oh my goodness. 
So, so many questions. So on your family farm, who's who's working with you now? Like who it's, who's farming with you? Me and my brother are partners. We have okay. Croxted Brothers is our farm partnership name. My dad still helps out. We have okay. some hired men and he's given your dad's giving you advice or what's he doing? Is he still <laughs> Yeah. Do you yeah. want to say on he's in Arizona right now? Okay, oh, nice. that's nice. <laughs> I love enjoying it. life. Oh, yeah. well, that's great. But I bet like that just brings him a lot of pride to have you guys working on the farm. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. and just like kind of continuing that family legacy. I feel like, and that that I feel like we we have gotten with a lot of our guests. It's like that carrying on that important family legacy and you have a lot of pride in your farms you talked about like hey it's been in our family generations there was a sod house I think that story behind it is really interesting and I think it's important to carry on that yeah it's a legacy yeah absolutely I, I guess I maybe thought it would be if you're born into this family farm maybe some pressure to become a farmer but you didn't feel that you never I don't something you wanted to do I don't ever remember my dad's in you have mm. to do this. Or you, mm-hmm. It was, okay. I totally left it up yeah. to us. And this is one of those things that once you do it, you you learn to love it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'm sure there are aspects. What's your favorite aspect of farming just in general? Uh, favorite part of the year. Yeah. is definitely harvest and yeah. sugar beet harvest is pro- probably top of mind. Just, just awesome. the excitement of it. The sm- when, when sugar beets get topped and harvested, the, yeah. when you're out in the field, it's just a different Smell. It sounds weird, but do you, maybe there I should be a sugar beet harvest candle so we can all smell it, Scott. <laughs> That's you a great idea. Yeah, it'd be a good gift idea. You work on that. Farmers okay. will buy it. Oh, I know. Right? Work on that. Sugar beet topping. <laughs> I feel like harvest. We all like in the community too. Yeah. Like when it's harvest time, we all know, right? Yep. We beet harvest. Trucks start going. How do you how do you get people to work for you during that time? Because mm-hmm. you need a lot of additional help, right? That's. Probably one of the biggest challenges we have now mm-hmm. is because it takes so many people. Yeah. Uh, just on our farm alone, we have 22, 24 people that are helping us Wow. during beet harvest because wow. you need truck. It's a yep. volume crop. You're hauling sure. 25, 30, 35 mm-hmm. tons on every, of every acre. And it's all at wow. the same time. So everyone's looking for help at that and, time. And American Crystal, we hire. Mm-hmm. Most growers grow or harvest 24 mm-hmm. hours a day. Wow. So you're, oh, man. Once we start on October 1st with the main campaign, you keep going as, as long as the weather holds. Yep. You just keep going 24 7. So you need lots of people and people willing to drive a truck at night right. that normally don't drive a truck. Okay, but this is what I need so. to know more about, Scott. <laughs> How can they see it's so dark and then they're just turning into a field? I mean, now at least we have like GPS and cell phones and all that. Right. That's helpful. But yep. that's really hard to do. Yeah. You got to try and. You know, explain to the drivers where where the fields are at, and mark yeah. them, and have it lit up, and okay. make sure you, you can speak. find where where you're going, and okay, or so have somebody follow somebody that's not familiar with oh, your farm. I would want to follow someone. Follow yeah. somebody. Apparently, according to yeah. Zach, the most fun job is the beat topper. Oh, tell me about driving the beat topper. So like, you take yeah. off the tops before they're yeah. So it's it's basically a giant mower that yeah removes okay. the leaves okay of the beet so that the harvester can come and lift the root. That's, okay. That's what we want. The, the what do you do with the leaves? Out. Anything happen with them? Yeah. They just get plowed under, and there's a fair okay. amount of nitrogen in them. So uh, when we till them under for the crop that we plant following that, okay. gets to utilize that. So, okay. So it's not wasted per se, but they're not fed to animals. Or okay, bummer. Hmm. That was going to be my next question. <laughs> anyway, so like they top off the beets, and then right behind it, right, like the harvester comes. 
nope. and it lifts the bead out of the ground, but then you told us maybe we should wash off the dirt and like so does can't eat it right away i mean so does uh the equipment do that too does it kind of scrub it or how does that work yeah there's a little bit of dirt removal in the harvesting process or some people call it a lifter okay um but the majority of the any dirt that's left (laughs) two three percent roughly okay gets removed at the factory they wash them essentially and okay before they get sliced and and sliced and processed. Okay. So, have you ever been to the like factory to observe like how the sugar beets are like cut and then boiled? I would guess. Yeah, they like, get mushed up and boiled, and then, and then yeah, basically they get cut up into like a French fry almost. Yeah. And French fry. Sliced and boiled to remove the sugar, and it's complicated, but it is. It is. Yeah. And so you know, fun fact. Going back to my NDSU days, because I went to NDSU in the agriculture college and, you know, my whole family went there. Anyway, um, I had to once I was in an agriculture sorority and they're like, Jen, you're going to agriculture in the classroom. I'm like, all right. And they're like, they'll have a script. I don't know what you're going to do. So I show up. Guess what I'm teaching? Sugar beet. Yes. How sugar beets get made into sugar. Literally. Oh, so teach us, I don't us, remember Jen. a ton of it. You no, could probably like, teach me something. Yeah, let's I don't hear know. it. Like, so I remember, like, the French fry, like, cutting, and I showed a little, like, model of it, right? It does look like French fries. Yep. And then they boil it, right? And then you put it in a big dryer. I was going to say, is it dehydrated? It, like, is it... They is dry it? it, right? Or is that powdered sugar? Well, that's at the, at the end, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. But once they have the sugar made, it's yeah, yeah. got some moisture in it. They have to... Dry it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And then dry it and cool it. Right. When it's done. Yep. And then to make brown sugar. Oh, let's hear this. They add molasses. Is that right? That's correct. Really? Which comes from the pro the process. Yep. It's so when it's being made, molasses is extracted. Yeah, there's there's a certain amount of sugar that uh-huh. isn't that they can't yeah. extract. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it ends up in a separate part of the process. Yeah. Isn't and then they, they're we, able to make we so gotta go to powdered sugar. There's just the regular granulated sugar, and then there's brown sugar. I mean, what one? Liquid sugar. I like them liquid all. Liquid sugar. You need them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah liquid liquid sugar. Sugar. So I mean, you probably use all these. Yeah, a lot. they're all and they're all different and for right? different things, like brown sugar and cookies. Right. Mm-hmm. Even if the recipe doesn't call for brown sugar, you mm. always use half brown sugar because yeah. it just gives oh, it this depth fact. of flavor this little bit of like caramel finish oh well i'm yeah, that's the molasses <laughs> and powdered right. sugar what would we do without it i mean frosting right puppy chow puppy chow <laughs> yeah my kids love that right <laughs> my kids love puppy chow <laughs> and you said sugar like so far since you've been growing sugar beets that it's been a good crop for you do you find like the future of sugar is bright i i think so I mean, going all the way back to World War II, I mean, sugar was rationed because oh, yeah. people wanted there's so it. many things that sugar gets used for other than, can- you know, right. think of sugar, you think of candy or you think of yeah, but other things that could we live without? Yes, but right, right, but we don't want to. No, there's a human preference for sweet. I mean, that's what we learned in dietetics. Yeah. I mean, we just do. We prefer sweet over bitter, you know, mm-hmm. Um so I think it is definitely needed. Like I mentioned in the beginning, it's important for my athletes to have just that quick sugar. And oftentimes we use like the chocolate milk and those types of products. But yeah, it is important to have. Um, I would never want to get to rationing sugar. 
No. I mean, I wonder how many pounds of sugar the average American eats. Oh, I should have probably question. looked at that fact before. I should know, but I don't know. I don't know I either. Guess. What no. would your guess be? I think it's around 35 pounds. Yeah, it's a per lot. Per person. Like it's a okay. lot. I wonder, too. Um, One more question. So how far do you feel like American Crystal Sugar distributes products? Do you know? Do they distribute all over the country, oh. world? All over the countries. Okay. As far as I know, there isn't any sugar that gets exported. Okay. Because as a whole, the sugar yeah. industry in the United States only produces about half of what we use. Okay. The other half gets Comes imported. In. Okay. So it's, uh, our sugar is marked, American Crystal's sugar is marketed okay. through a company called United Sugars. Okay. Who we, we actually work with a, a cane refinery in Florida. Oh, really? Really? So, so that part of the country gets okay. sugar from uh-huh. cane through United Sugars. But so they do both types of It's all of over sugar. the country. We have uh, a sugar dome, it's called, where oh. in Chicago, where Chicago is a huge area yeah. for sugar manufacturers, okay. the candy and confections. There's a sugar dome, I, I think of like yep. the corn castle wow, in like yeah. South Dakota. Someday I'll get Now there's a sugar there, dome. <laughs> Road trip. So obviously we only have so much, just like a farmer only has so much room for grain on yeah. his farm. Our sugar yeah. plants only have so much room for the sugar because oh, once these factories are gone, I suppose they're, they're filling out the sugar like nobody's business. Yeah. <laughs> That's so they awesome. we send so many cars of sugar okay. per day to wow. that dome in Chicago and the sugar dome, and okay. then it gets distributed from there. It's been a been a big plus to the company to have that. Yeah. Well, that's nice to have the sugar dome right there in Chicago. I know. So Scott, you mentioned you're sending it to your products. To a place where that manufactures cane sugar too. So, is there a diff? What's the difference between cane sugar and beet sugar? Nothing is okay. No, sugar Just is sugar. Same. Sugar, okay. sugar. Yep. Yes. The, okay. the cane sugar came from a cane plant, but mm-hmm. once that sugar's in a bag, sugar is sugar. It's sugar is sugar. Ninety nine point nine 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 nine. But we it's a We grow sugar beets because <laughs> cane. We can grow yeah. cane sugar. Like, sugar cane is a tropical sugar. plant. Okay. Too cold here. Yep. All right. So it's Florida, Texas, Louisiana, girl. Cane sugar. Okay. Cane sugar. And but if we United did a States. side-by-side taste testing, we wouldn't know the difference? No. Okay. okay. But we should support our local. I always right? do. Right. Yeah, like same. I always want to mm-hmm. see the crystal sugar. Me too. Mm-hmm. Shop by brand. Yep. I mean, <laughs> Mike, because you know your your neighbors and like that's why I do. Mike, yeah, absolutely. Yes, I'm buying American Crystal. Yes, I'm buying other brands that I... No, my husband works for their company. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and, it, <laughs> and even if it doesn't say a crystal sugar on it, it right. there's a pretty good chance it probably came from our crystal. Okay. That's so cool. But, I love it. Yeah. I love the local tie to it. Me too. I love driving by there and seeing everything that's happening. I don't love the smell. I'm sorry. Yeah. But, but it doesn't last long. No, right? No. It's like... And you could offset it with like some cookies or some brownies. Like that's what we should do. mm -hmm. We should just bake something. I know, right? And then fill Mm -hmm. the air with Mm -hmm. that. Yep, for sure. Or the candle. Or yeah, I'm gonna work on that. The the come all over uh, like the air freshener you plug in your car. (laughs) Smell of beet harvest. Okay, are you ready for halftime? Yes, of course. You're always ready. I love the part of the show. (laughs) The corn trophy. So we're doing host halftime. So Scott, we have you ask Heather and I three questions. And you're going to quiz us on our knowledge of sugar beets, which is awesome. It can be something we already talked about, or it can be just 
random knowledge that you're like, ooh, this would be fun to see what they say. Ask us anything. Challenge us, Scott. And we'll write down the answer, and then you can judge who's the closest. So I'm going to grab the corn trophy for... All right, get that in here. And you'll see Jen's name's on it. She won it last time. I did. She's a tough competitor. Corn cob, why why don't you have a beet in there? Well, we could... uh, Well, we could (laughs) replace it. it. If you give me a golden beet, I mean, we totally can. Bring one of those in. Corn's all right. I grow corn, too. (laughs) Okay. Well, cool. Cool. All All right, right. Scott. Give us your best questions. So, sugar beets in the Red River Valley were started basically right here on Grand Forks. Okay. What year? Oh. In the Red River Valley, what year? Yeah. Nineteen seventy-five. Nineteen fifty-two. You guys are a ways off, but what is it? <laughs> Heather's closer. Yes. Ah, that's what I like so to what hear. Nineteen twenty-five. Nineteen twenty-five. Okay. That's it. I wonder who the first person was. Good for them. Yeah. That I don't know. I bet they're like, what is that weird thing? Yeah, that let's you're growing just, in the let's <laughs> like, what yeah. is this? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes the best like like business ideas come from like crazy ideas. I'm right? sure it was controversial. I'm right. sure they're like, what's Joe growing in the field over there? <laughs> <laughs> okay, what do we got Kay. next? Number All two. Right. What sugar product is mixed with cornstarch? Feeling confident about this. Same. Powdered sugar. Powdered sugar. All right, you got a tie on that one. Okay. Yes. Ooh, Heather's ahead So I wonder one. what the ratio is for that. But it makes sense because it has yeah. the same texture, Doesn't right? Stick. Yeah. Hmm. I'll look into it. Got it. <laughs> awesome. Okay, All right, last on. question. What is extracted from the sugar beet, but then added back in to make brown sugar the color brown? I think I gave away the answer. Yeah, you did. Thanks, Jen. Curses. Molasses. 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 Awesome. Too, too easy, maybe. Oh, well, my gosh. No, Heather's excited because now she won. I did. And this is the only second time I've won. So we're kind of tied. We're like we? two to two. Feels like right? you keep winning. No. Just going to change my name. I think we keep changing it back trophy. and forth. It's like the wrestling belt. <laughs> you know. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Heather, gets- Heather. Heather has the golden corn trophy <laughs> until next time. Till next right? time. And or, well, good questions. Yeah. We so appreciate you sharing all your knowledge. And we always like have way more questions, I feel like. So, you know, if we invite you back. Yes. That'd be great. Or like visit follow the farm. Up. Or like, you know, maybe if we take a road trip to the sugar. What was that again? Sugar Dome. The Sugar, sugar Dome. dome. Yes. I'd like that. I know, right? I haven't seen it yet. I've just seen what? pictures. So. so, Scott, last question. Okay. What's your favorite part about being part of the North Dakota agriculture community? Well, I think right now I'm on the uh, Red River Valley Sugar Beet Growers Association. Cool. Uh, the executive committee and... Uh, I'll be out in Washington, D.C. in a couple of weeks. Wow. Uh, oh. Telling our story in Washington to make sure that sugar's always going to be a part of part of growing in uh, in the valley. And That's so cool. That's something a- I wouldn't, an opportunity I wouldn't have if I wasn't growing sugar beets. So. Wow. And get get to meet growers from all over the country. And What oh, an exciting cool. opportunity yeah. and like great to put North Dakota out there, I feel like. Yeah. So we go out there every, every year to make sure that... Okay. Let's face it, there's only a couple thousand sugar beet growers in the entire country. and Right. So you have to use your voice to yep. let people yep. know. Yep. Yeah. 
That's neat. Oh, That'll good. be a great experience. Yes. Thanks for representing North Dakota. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Getting the, the word out. Awesome. Okay. Well, I feel like we should go home and make some cookies or something. I know, right? Got to use up that sugar. Or maybe lemonade. Lemonade. Yep. Yeah. Energy bites. Energy bites. Okay. For my athletes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. All yep. right. Well, thanks for coming in, Scott. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Thanks. All right. We'll see you next time. Yes. Follow us on social media. Yep. Come to our website to find more episodes. Mm-hmm. North Dakota Common Ground. Yes. We're well, asking those tough questions. Mm-hmm. We'll see you next time. <laughs> thanks for tuning in to the Common Ground North Dakota podcast. Make sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Most importantly, send us your questions about North Dakota agriculture by visiting our website. You might win a prize. We'll see you in the next episode of the Common Ground North Dakota podcast.